You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. You are listening to Azeb and her experimental band bringing that lo-fi, high vibe right here on B-Side. I am your host, Queen God Is, helping you navigate the soundscape of this little studio with a big heart. Yes, Brooklyn, please show your love one more time for mood music mystic, Azeb. today you do you feel lit was it the lights from the studio or the light from within which one is it oh man all together I guess good that's a good kind of lit Mm -hmm. Azeb you are singer songwriter producer uh, MC poet and aspiring fashionista or designer in many ways Um, so there's a lot of things to cover in this episode but let's start well I mean fashionista designer yeah. You, you, should I take it back or you want to keep it? No, I'll keep it. Okay, she's going to keep it. All right, good. Because um, in Brooklyn, New York, that is a difficult thing to just be shoving, shoving out to everybody. Everybody does not earn that one. So we'll come back Thank to that you. later. But tell us where you are from and how you actually made your way to Brooklyn. Um, well, I just moved from the Midwest, like Chicago, Indiana, Gary, Indiana area. And um, uh, I just moved over here because I wanted to get a little bit more inspiration. I kind of wanted to throw myself into a bigger pond. Uh, to kind of just feel out where my music belongs and stuff like that. So I've been received very well. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for that uh, in Brooklyn. So shout out to Brooklyn. Thank you, you know, for accepting the music. Um, before that, you know, I've been traveling around like Terre Haute, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. So I was down there laying roots for a little bit. With your family or was this just kind of part Solo of your trip. Kind of just trip. me and uh, Sydney Phoenix back here. Okay. On the- were y'all finding yourselves? Is that what was happening? Okay. Yeah, finding ourselves. And so far, how does Brooklyn compare to these other places that have been part of your journey? I would say that I actually really like Brooklyn a lot. And are you saying that because you're in Brooklyn right no. now? No. Most of the audience <laughs> is from Brooklyn, and Brooklyn has this way of like giving people that look like, watch what you say about us. No? No, no, actually I haven't gotten that. I've gotten more of like an accepting kind of, I got your back, you know, I got your back, you give me your back, you know, kind of thing like that, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, So, I like Brooklyn a lot, actually. There's a lot of love here. A lot of love here. We'll spread love, it is the Brooklyn way. Before Indianapolis, before the Midwest, before Chicago, your family has roots in... Yeah, Ethiopia Ethiopia. and Eritrea. And Eritrea. Uh, Ethiopia being considered by many the cradle of humankind and of civilization. Mm. Um, Let's talk about, have you ever been there? Yeah. You, were you born there? No. You were not born I there. had my first birthday there. You did? Yeah. That's big. It is, yeah. 
let us introduce these awesome people playing with you and tell us how you met them. Okay, yeah, sure. I was working with Jen Giamanco here. She's the bass guitarist. Uh, she plays many instruments, but this is just what she's doing now. Um, she's working at Guitar Center, and um, she's, she's been supporting my music a lot, so I'm really thankful for that. And then Hi, this gentleman back here on the drums is Josh Allen. Hi, Josh. Yeah, he's also, I met him at Guitar Center, too. Uh, they're both teachers there, okay. so they're very talented individuals. Mm -hmm. And then also I have Sydney Phoenix over here, DJ, sample man. Hey, Sydney. Yeah. Y'all are all so cute. Yay. In the Brooklyn most raw gangster kind of way. <laughs> um, so you met them at Guitar Center, but Sydney you knew from... Uh, from before, before, and y'all travel yeah. many parts of the globe. Together. Yeah, Sydney and I are actually together. Oh, good. So. See, so I didn't have to do a Wendy Williams and dig that no. up. Good. <laughs> nope. Good. Oh, and that's a ring involved yeah. in that equation. A engagement here. Um, so Ethiopia, uh, Midwest by way of Ethiopia, mm -hmm. um, now Brooklyn. Do you feel like you can see the ways in which you've grown? Um, outside of music, I always try to make sure I'm mindful of my actions. So one thing that I'm kind of proud of myself that I've achieved is to be more quiet, to kind of silence my mind and be a better listener, because that's really important to me. Um, aside from that, just seeing myself in a more positive way, because the way you view yourself is very, is most important. From, from when you were in the Midwest, was that something that was a challenge? It was a challenge because Why? I was continuously trying to compare myself to other people and trying to place myself in, you know, with other crowds when I just, I was just scared of being an individual, I think, mm -hmm. and I'm becoming more uh, blossoming, you know. Yeah. yeah. If you could give advice to someone who has an opposite experience right now, another artist who came here seeking opportunity and got here and started to feel swallowed in a bit, what would you say? Um, oh, there's only one you, you know, there's really only one you, so that's what I try to remind myself of. No one can do me better than me, and that's how I feel. And everyone should feel that way. Next life, maybe next time. Running, 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 running and running away. Running and running away, away, running and running away. I don't want to run no more. I'll be right here forever. I don't want to run no more. Uh, we are listening to the sounds of a Zeb and crew who has been uh, described as being lo-fi experimental hip-hop, but also soul, jungle, classical, trance, pop, and a partridge and a pear tree. Everything that you can think of is on this list to describe you. And we just heard the song Memory One, um, before that Deja Vu, both of which are on the recent EP called Inner Child. What are you talking about on this album? Obviously there's this thought process or this inner reflective process, this recalling of something. Mm -hmm. um, and then the lyric in this song says, I don't want to run no more. Um, so what are you talking about? What were you running from? What are you recalling? I mean, um, <sighs> I'm just running from all the bad memories. I'm uh, running from, you know, mislabeling memories as being bad. 
So I'm just kind of trying not to look back, I guess, in that kind of way, uh, and not get caught in the past, and don't let it determine my future. That's exactly. a pretty universal theme. I think that's a big challenge for like most people. How has this song helped people who've been going through something similar? Oh, actually, uh, somebody just hit me up on Instagram the other day. They um, listened to one of the songs that I had on Inner Child, and they asked me if I had put a like uh, frequency inside of it. Mm -hmm. You know, one one that like hits you, or whatever. And I was like, not intentionally, you mm -hmm. know, but my like I said, you know, beforehand when we were talking. I really like to heal with my music. I like to heal myself, and I think by doing that, I can help others do that. So that was a one case, like very clear. That's really interesting thought. For those who that may have who may have missed that, so the idea that in music is more than just uh, sounds and keys and notes and melodies, but that there is also frequency in these sounds that can uh, affect mood, thoughts, patterns, habits. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that when you go into the studio to make these songs, you know that you want to inspire and heal but you're not necessarily thinking about it in a scientific or right okay exactly do you think that that's something that you're going to be lean, leaning towards yeah you know um like lupe's uh, lyric was like music saved my life mm -hmm. you know like people say hip-hop saved my life mm -hmm. so you know music i would say it helps me mm -hmm. you know pretty much saved my life do you find yourself that when you're having those moments of regressing or looking at memories from a judgmental eye or being affected in a low uh, wave, you have a song of yours that you play for yourself? Yeah. And what song is that? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, it depends on how. I don't know. Now, if I were to try and pick myself up, I would listen to um, the inner child theme song. It's just like, um, please don't forget, you know, your inner child. And that's like the mantra inside of the song. And it's just me playing piano mm -hmm. and with like some calming beach sounds of kids And this, playing. the name of this song is called Inner Child? Yeah, the anthem. Yeah. The anthem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you also have a song on this album that you dedicate to your sister. We won't hear it today. Your sister's name's Leo, and she is currently um, pursuing a doctor degree, a medical degree in Curacao. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to her. Uh, yeah. if she gets to watch this streaming at some point. But you created this song to inspire her. She was making that journey. And the, the, the repetitive lyric in that song is... Your inner child. Uh, oh yeah, please don't forget. Please your don't inner forget child. your inner yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, because um, she's been wanting to be a doctor since she was like twelve or something. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she's like thirty-two now. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she went and actually did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see a better example of pursuing your inner child or like not forgetting who you are, or, like what really matters to you, than her. And I got the pleasure or like you know blessing to escort her down to her school. So while I was down there, I was like, well, let me just shoot some video, you know, because it kind of reminds me of the song. So I might as well. And this is your older sister. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about your songwriting process. You have this really special situation. Um, there's a select group of artists who can who do produce their own work. Kanye West is a great example of this. Um, we don't know the Kanye West that we would have got if he wasn't producing his own songs or producing first. Right, so he, he got to discover sound and then create a sound around his own life, around his own work. What is that process like for you? How often do you get lost in the beat making? Uh, or how do you pull yourself out of that part of it and get into the lyrics, or does it happen at the same time? It kind of happens all at the same time. Mm. Yeah. 
kind of happens at the same time. Um, the reason I started making beats to begin with is because I got tired of listening to the radio. Right. This is a favorite so, response of yours. Yeah. Every time you get interviewed, like you got tired of listening to the radio. Yeah, I just got tired of it. What year was this that you got tired of listening? Oh, uh, when I was like 15. Okay. So that was, that was a like, while ago. Because yeah. radio has really evolved. <laughs> it's yeah. true. You're right. Yeah. Standing here fighting, I'm already trying to write it and write it and write it again. Write all these wrongs, build up your soul, filled up with gold. Take back your glow right now. The war is over, the war is over, the war is over. So in memory one, we talk about not wanting to run anymore. In memory two, which we just heard, we talk about the war is over. Um, is there anything else you want to share about these two songs and their relationship? Um, well, when I was producing them, I made all those songs together. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of kept flowing into each other. Okay. Um, and they are based on real situation or incident, or after the first song, did you find that your imagination just started to go wild and it went from uh, the first song being about an actual memory and then the next two being about a theme? Yeah. Um, the first, I blame myself a lot for things. Um, so that's kind of where memory one came from. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stop trying to blame myself. And that's why for the second one, I was like, the war is over. You don't have to fight yourself anymore. You're good, you know? Mm -hmm. And then in memory three, um, which you'll hear next is like, um, wasn't it you that told me to let go? Yeah. And that is a question to yourself. Yeah. Once you forgot what we learned from memory one and two. Exactly. It happens. All right. It so happens. for those of you who are going through a parallel journey, start with memory one, go to memory two, go to memory three, go back to memory one, come back to memory three, just in case you I forget. Know. All right. Well, speaking of memory, I'm going to call out some names and you, I want you to tell me what these uh, names mean to you. Okay. Bjork, Coldplay, Gorillaz, M.I.A., Dido. Ah, yes. <laughs> They're great people. Bjork yeah. is dope. Mm -hmm. She produces all her stuff. She plays, like, so many instruments. And she's just so weird. And, like, fashion forward. I just love, I love how she's so cool with being herself. Like, I really respect that about her. She said it in an interview. She says, I have full creative control. <laughs> it's like, I like that. I want to be like that, you know? Um, the producer wants you to know, or wants to ask, do you know that Bjork lives around the corner from Brick Studios? Whoa. We are not encouraging anyone to become a stalker. Not at all. Bjork, if you're I mean, watching, me. which I'm sure you are. Um, so big up to Bjork. And what about Coldplay, Gorillaz, M.I.A., Dido? I love Coldplay. Like, I love um, Chris Martin because he plays the piano. I play the piano also. Mm -hmm. And he kind of made me feel like you could make cheesy music. Does that make sense? I don't want to call this it. This is a compliment though, right? It is a very, okay. yeah, mm -hmm. it's a compliment. Cause I just, like I said, I, had, I have, in the past I had a tendency to think of things as like bad or good, negative yeah. or positive. And I was so like, what do you mean by cheesy? Like you mean cool. Free. You know, free yeah. of uh, Like of I can make. Cool, okay. Yeah, I can make happy music mm -hmm. and it's okay. You started out as a poet, hmm. correct? Spoken word artist. Yeah. Um, what was that journey like for you going from being a self-identified poet which is a big deal, to now being a singer-songwriter. Hmm. Well, I mean, like you said, it wasn't difficult. It wasn't that hard for mm -hmm. me. I mean, it kind of seemed like it just did naturally fell into that, you know? Because I was playing piano, and then I was writing lyrics separately, and then I was like, well, why don't I just put these two together? Okay. You know, so I was So like, would you ever perform your poems to music behind you? 
Yeah. He would. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes I would. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that transition. Was that transition to keep up with the times? Like you felt like the direction of people's attention was going more into like people who had songs? Or was it like a natural like shedding? Like you felt like your poet self really wasn't doing it for you anymore and you wanted to evolve? That's exactly that's what, what it was. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a time where I was just like, man, I don't know if I can really, I don't know, the spoken word thing is kind of, I'm getting tired of it, I guess. Tell so me I, why, tired. Just because I like to push myself forward, so into like a different direction, like try new things. Try new things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me, you know, stop spitting all these words. I feel like it's falling on deaf ears. You know, maybe if I put some music behind it, it would like, I don't know, feel different. I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. ever dabble back in poetry or take the music away? And just get on the mic and I haven't in a while actually. How about now? Mm-hmm. Give her a round of applause for a freestyle poem from Azam. <laughs> if you would like me to hum behind you, <laughs> me, 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 I can totally Jen and I yes, right there. You don't even have to move. The mic is on. Oh, I can't remember any spoken word pieces right now. Or a freestyle one. Don't underestimate this pretty face and thick frames. I'm a monster, nature ain't got to do with my nurture. And I'll vulture your corpse until you only elope in catacombs. Call it necra, cause I know my feel has euphilia. So in love with these twisted words and fake thugs that honor these. Drake like Dracula's, suck the blood right out of ya. No, do you even really wanna know? Did they ever show? you anything believe none that you see half that you read and all that you feel why is trusting yourself such a big fear mislead your mind rewriting history one test at a time society's perfect the uncivilized third world country third eye blind pioneer gland calcified dismiss me as crazy toss her outside She's uncivilized. What I love about this song is that we get to kind of address a few things, but we get to redefine the word uncivilized. It's a term that has been used to abuse nations of people. And it's also a great segue into a really prominent theme in the world right now. Immigration. Let's talk about Immigration, let's talk about your relationship to that um, concept and this experience that we're having in the world right now with all this anti-immigrant sentiment that's being rehashed. Well, my mother is an immigrant, so I'm a first generation here. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother was kicked out of her country because they were warring there in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Um, They were like fighting for their independence and all this kind of stuff. So in the 70s, she was forced to leave. Um, When she came here, I mean, she wasn't very well received, you know. Um, so I, she tells me a lot of stories, and I just I can't really say everything, but of course, it's just like it's just sad, you know. Mm-hmm. It just it just really sucks. It it hurts. It Is hurts. she still here? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Has her experience changed a lot, or has it gotten worse as of late? Mm. She's How's pretty that? stubborn, so yeah. Yeah, like the whole concept of third world country is just ridiculous to me. Yeah. It just doesn't really make sense. Um, so I just try to, to speak life into people. I try to open their minds with my music. I try to make them see different perspectives mm-hmm. um, and try to, you know, just unite in that sense by like helping you come to your inner self and actually 
have an honest conversation with yourself because I feel like a lot of people don't really want to have that conversation, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you can just be honest with yourself for a sec, mm -hmm. you might learn something. Right. So. Let's talk about spirituality. Let's talk about how spirituality, whatever that is for you, has a role in your process of self-reflection and wanting to share that, offer that to your listeners. Right. Yeah, spirituality. I was reading this quote the other day. It was uh, Mahatma Gandhi. He said, you can tell the, um, the true nature of a society by how they treat their animals. And I think that's a very good point. Um, I try not to kill anything and stuff like that. So I think that's a spiritual kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And if you have respect for an animal, you know, an ant, then you can, you can like, life is different, it's bigger, it's like more important, you know what I mean? I don't know. If I'm no, it's interesting sense. because I think here in America, there's a grand dichotomy with that. On one end, you have people who are slaughtering, butchering, right. putting animal head, you know, trophies on their wall. That's taxidermy, right? Is that the word for it? I, yeah. I don't even want to know the word. Like, I, one time I saw a giraffe head on a wall. Um, yeah. But then the other end of the spectrum is you have dogs who are better dressed than anybody in this room. Dogs, you know, animals that have their own homes and things like that. What does that say about this country that we have both extremes of that in relation to the Mahatma Gandhi quote? I mean, I guess it means we have hope if you want to say it in okay. a positive way. Yeah, okay. We have hope. One thing America has is a little bit of everything, like you said. Mm -hmm. So like if you, but it also at the same time, it's, it's distracting, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to get lost, if you get lost in it, you know. My mom always says that America gives you the room to F up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like freedom, the freedom to F up, you know yeah. what I mean? So and some like, people are just doing it a lot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, Speaking of, really quickly, I just want to acknowledge uh, Stefan Clark and uh, the young man who has just gone down not, uh, long and not far from here. Um, speaking of the treatment of animals, there's this conversation underneath this that uh, when horrific things happen to animals in this country, people are way more up in arms than when they actually happen to human beings. Take a deep breath on that. Let's segue into a conversation about hip hop. Um, you have a strong relationship to hip hop because you went from being a poet to being an MC, and then ultimately to being a singer songwriter. Uh, let's talk about your MC days. What is hip hop to you? Hip hop, hip hop's like freestyling. And hip hop is like, I guess in like a general way, the positive form of rap. If you want to add this okay. kind of general way uh -huh. of saying it for me. Uh -huh. It's like hip hop actually has conscious lyrics, like things that I appreciate, you know, as opposed to rap is just about being like flashy and stuff like that. But in the same token, it's like rap is kind of being misdefined. I guess it just means words on beat. That's How did you end up becoming an MC? Was it something that you stumbled upon? Just a natural progression from poetry? Were you writing poems that rhymed a lot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was always writing things that rhymed. But wasn't it you that told me that I should let go? Well, let go then, babe. Let go then. But wasn't it you? Let go then, babe. Let go. So we are hearing a combination of songs from several of Azeb's projects, uh, including the most recent Inner Child, um, a previous album called uh, Azeb, self-titled. 
Um, and this song again, Memory 3, rounds out our memory collection mm -hmm. where you are speaking to yourself. It's like, didn't I tell you we go? We went through this already? Uh, <laughs> I know. It's cool, it happens. Um, there's a lot of things to talk about here. But one thing I want to give a compliment, I really appreciate your lyricism skills. I always love a good song when a, a rhyme just sneaks in there. I want to talk to you about your hip-hop influences. Name your top five women MCs of all time. Women MCs? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. I don't really listen to female MCs. Ooh! That sucks, yes. I'm sorry. No, yes, be sorry, be very sorry. Oh, Lauren Hill. <laughs> okay. Lauren Hill for sure. I guess M.I.A. is kind of like a lyricist, but she's not really hip-hop, but she'd still be rap. Mm. Lauren Hill, M.I.A., okay, just give me one more. Rock, we'll cheat. As Ebb, we're going to add Ebb to the third person on that list. Oh, wait, uh, Queen Goddess. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need you to go home and do better on that one. Yeah. Because you actually have a strong relationship with MC and hip-hop, and I feel like even though you may not necessarily be an organic fan of everybody, there's some jewels in there to explore. Speaking of uh, jewels, you have these three wonderful musicians behind you. Give me one word each, what it's like working with Azeb. Powerful. Experimental, good. Experimentation is good. We get to discover new things. Um, we don't have too much time to talk about it, but I do want you to tell me one word, what it's like working with your wife. Awesome overall. All right. He, he said awesome overall for those of whom can't hear it. That is the perfect answer, sir. Good job. Congratulations. Does that help us get like a next set of series of albums out of you? Like, so for example, like your your, your version of counseling to make the, 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 the relationship continue to work is that y'all battle rap each other on the next album? Is that something that happens? It could, he said it's coming to a theater near you. Yeah, we've definitely, I felt like we battle rap before. He motivates me to freestyle a lot. In the wise words of today's special guest, and as evident here, you must be involved to evolve. Thank you, Azeb and crew, for transforming this space with your musical explorations of time and space, and for making time and space for us to join you. If you all want to stay involved with the magic of Planet B-Side that is, you can check out this and past episodes on our YouTube channel using the hashtag B-SideBK and our podcast on soundcloud.com slash B-SidePodcast. Or just come on by the studio and feel the glow up close. I am your host, Queen God Is, saluting National Poetry Month, along with some of our great champions of word and action, Winnie Mandela. Maya Angelou, Martin Luther King Jr., and you, Brooklyn, we love you. Till next time. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Don't stop.